Hey guys, I'm super excited to share with you that I have brought back my signature course, Sheenette's Worth, a hairstylist guide to going independent. So if you've been independent for a while and you don't have systems, this course is for you. If you're thinking about going independent and you're not sure if it's what's the right move for you, this course is for you. I know for myself, I wish I had this course. Basically, the first four years I was independent, I struggled because I didn't have the infrastructure or the understanding of the business side of my business. So if this sounds like something you could use some help with, please head over to my website, wavemaking.com, and check out my course. Hey guys, I'm back with you today talking about something I'm super passionate about. So I had a post a while back that a lot of people responded to, and it made me think this is a great episode. So I know that for me, when I went off on my own, I was very much of the mindset that having a small studio was going to be a stepping stone. It was not going to be a destination that I found ultimate growth in, and it wasn't going to be the way that I chose to live my life in my career. I thought of it very much so as um, like something I kind of feel like I had to do in order to get there. And I think that we can all get kind of hung up on that in life in general. And uh, it kind of wherever you go, there you are. So if I was doing that in my career, I was going to do that in my personal life as well. So, you know, that's a story for another day. But it's one of those things where I felt like I didn't actually ever appreciate the moments I remember feeling like, okay, yeah, 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 let's just do it. Like, let's just do your hair. Let's just do it. Like, I'll just work that extra day. And it was all under the pretense that one day I would get to have this big salon because big salons were successful salons. And it's kind of that whole, like, bigger is better. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about, you know, why and how I've gotten to this place of staying small is a choice. It's not uh, a side effect of not being able to do something else. And it's not something that is a stopover for me as much as it's a choice and a way I've chosen to configure my life so that I can live the life I want to live. So when we think about staying small, I think for so long, I think thought and I operated under the impression that when people asked me if I had a small business, it was a way to say to me like, do you have a real business or is it a small one? And that was my limited thinking. People thought it was cool. Like I didn't know, I don't know what people's situations are, but I know because I was insecure about it that it kind of like anytime someone asked me about it in like a curious way, I was like thinking that they were passing judgment or assuming like, here's a huge one for me. I think I thought that a small business meant small profits. And I think that I thought ultimately to be financially successful, which I think was a big driving force, you know, in my life in general, you know, I think that uh, it was, it kind of goes back to like seeing more people meant I could make more money. Um, having a bigger business meant I could make more money. And once I got clear on the fact that none of that has to be true, that I could actually have a business that continues to see growth year over year, and that I could make 
changes to my existing business and refine it and make it more and more of what I want and uh, in, in more and more tailored to the clientele and the person that I want to serve. So I know I talk a lot about like, oh, you have to honor yourself. You have to live your life um, in a way that, you know, you wake up every day because you're the one who has to live it. But I also think there's a huge component that I sometimes forget to mention of like really being crystal clear on who you're serving and serving those people really well. So then it stops being a numbers game and it starts being a much more sustainable path. I think that for so long in this industry and industries where you're scheduling time out to see patients or clients, I think that we as hair sauce have felt like the only way to grow is to see more people, have a bigger business. But then I stop and I zoom out of my limited thinking or, you know, in the past limited thinking and still have some in other areas, but not here. I, I zoom out and I'm like, my therapist doesn't feel like she has to Jimmy rig a whole new career together or get 16 people working under her or anything of that nature. She just goes to work. Her rates gradually go up and she has a great life. And I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves in this industry uh, as hairstylists to be more than just a hairstylist. And I, and I think if we're really healthy with ourselves, we know that we're more than that. But for me, like what's been helpful about really getting clear on staying small, and I'll share with you a little bit about the trajectory of coming to this realization, because like I said, I didn't always have it. And when I opened my first studio, it was always like, I want to have commission employees because like that's, that's success. And I want to be on a team and I want there to be like, um, you know, like, like I want it to feel really high end. And I felt back in the day in 2012, 2014, it's like, that's what you were seeing. You were seeing commission salons be the ones that people, um, you know, that you visually viewed as successful because there was a continuity to like how they did things. So I fast forward, I end up bringing a couple of renters on into the studio with my partner. And right away, for so many reasons, it wasn't the right fit. But fast forward, um, I kind of went back to being like, okay, it's just going to be me. I'm just going to rely on myself. I'm just going to see more people. I'm just going to have my revenue go up because of the sheer force, brute force of seeing more people. And so I did that for four years. And then as my partnership ended in, 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 in part, in part was I had these aspirations of, um, of having it be more than it was. And so I feel I had all of these clients, all of this demand, this business, and I, I felt as though it, I, could, I could take that and I could make it into something bigger. And so when I went off on my own, um, it was like, okay, I already had a stylist picked out. I had, I had an assistant shortly after that. And so, boom, I'm on that trajectory of like commission. And it's like, okay, here I go. But as I'm doing it, it's not fitting right for me, right? So it's like I'm doing it and I'm following the roadmap, 
and I'm finding myself, it, it feels heavy. Like it feels like a, a level of responsibility that made me instantly appreciative of the salons that I had come from because I then understood the weight that a salon owner feels. And so I did that and did that and gutted it out and, you know, kind of during all of that time got to this place in my personal life where I started to just like enjoy hanging out and, you know, being with my family and doing things for me and prioritizing myself. So, you know, in tandem with that is, is this career that's getting to need me more, need more attention, time, uh, leadership, all these things that in a way, in some ways were in conflict with what I was learning to do in my personal life. So as it became more clear that, that it wasn't working and things, you know, multiple things happened to clear your path. Yeah. I'm back alone in my space and I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm like back to being like, okay. Like I was disappointed. Like, how does this look? People think I can't keep anyone because, you know, have a little bit of trajectory of, you know, past of, you know, not sticking with people. And, um, I was very like, Oh, what's this going to look like? Like, Oh God. And you know, who cares? Because we all have to do what's right for us. And so I'm in my space alone and I'm just, I'm enjoying it. I'm like actually for the first time sitting down on the couch in the studio that like I made. And I'm like, this is like a freaking clubhouse. It was almost like I came out of this like coma of sorts and was like, why haven't I enjoyed this as much as I could? Like, why am I not coming in here on my day off, you know, jamming to music, working on projects? Like, why am I not enjoying it? And, you know, if I look back now, I can see that I kept setting it up in a way that really didn't honor the life that I want to have. And so fast forward, what I've been able to do in that year and a half that I was on my own, and I'll bring you to current day, is just continue to refine my business. I've kind of had this mental goal of every year having the revenue be, you know, increasing or healthy, but also with a decrease of the amount of people that I'm seeing. I've been doing this long before I even kind of knew that's what I was doing. And if I, I, I have them all each year written out of like, how many clients I've seen with my revenue, how many clients. So year over year, I'm seeing fewer people making steadily more, but at the same time, you know, this year, we're not going to count it um, for a number of reasons, baby, COVID, whatever. But that doesn't mean that my plan and my path change. So for instance, my pricing, when I go back in the next month from maternity leave is going to elevate again. So I'm going to continue to see fewer people elevate the experience. And to me, that is like the new version of growth. It's like, I did not have the capacity to understand that like your business could become healthier every year and that can be growing. And that you can look at your profit and loss statement and realize that when you're seeing fewer people that you're actually lowering your you're actually making your profit margin higher because you're not necessarily needing more product. So one thing that I, you know, looking back, didn't have the understanding of in my business was like, 
whenever I was hustling to see more people, I also was raising my expenses significantly. So we're talking about, I used to see like nine or sometimes when I was struggling with a boundary and a ball buster came in and it was like, okay, I can do 10. I can make 10 happen. You also have to know I only do color and I didn't have an assistant at that time. So we're talking 10 people, 20 back and forth appointments because all of these are double booked. And so now if you think about the amount of product, the amount of color, the amount of styling stuff, the amount of just uh, tools, just things that you needed. And then if you go fast forward to today where I see four people a day, it's like I'm, I'm cutting my product usage in less, I'm cutting it in more than half, if that makes sense. And so we're talking about like thousands of dollars in, in supplies that we have to take into consideration because growth for the sake of growth is stupid. And I'll be completely transparent with you. The year that I was living the commission dream was my biggest total revenue year. Over $200,000, like, I, I was proud of that. But if I were to dip below, go underneath the surface and I were to, like, just scratch around a little bit, look at my profit and loss statement, which is fascinating, it's actually in the last, in the last four to five years, the least I made because my expenses were over $90,000. So I think that uh, we have to get really, really just honest with ourselves. Like, and I think if I were to, the scary part is, if I were to get really honest with myself back then, it was important to me that top number it was like my ego was like, look at you, girl. Like, I think that if you can really get just radically transparent with yourself and say, like, what was coming up for me that, like, I wanted to work that hard and that I wanted that 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 was important to me. That's a vanity metric. Like, I don't want to live a life that's got a vanity metric. I don't, like, I'm sorry to you know, there's probably going to be a day where on Instagram you can put that number in somewhere, but who gives a fuck, right? I mean, wouldn't you rather explore a hobby with that? Like, like I literally made less money, had more stress, and so what? So that I could feel successful? Well, I needed to get really clear on what that was going to be for me because it was a empty hole if, if that, if I continued on that road. So I think, you know, like, and then you kind of go, wow, like I had been telling myself, feeding myself this line of, you know, you got to stop trading time for money where it's like, that's really most people's careers. I mean, it might look different. It might be able to be done from home, but their time is being traded for money too. And I think that as hairstyles, we have to really not subscribe to dated sayings. I love a good saying, but like I actually call bullshit on that one. And I think that if you can really just like have these goals for yourself and have the health of your business be, you know, percentage wise and numbers and understanding that like growth doesn't have to be this externally 
um, clapped for thing. And I think when you get right with yourself, it stops being about that anyway, you know? And in, in, in getting to that place, you're going to be able to enjoy everything you're doing more. And so I, I want to share with you just that there is a way to grow and there is a way to enjoy the size of your business and that it's small, it's nimble, it's flexible. Like if I had the business that I thought I wanted in COVID times, I would be, it would be devastating. You know, it would be really hard conversations sitting down going is because it wasn't what lit me up. And then you hit adversity because that's life. And then it's like, do I want to even be doing this? I mean, it's hard to say like when you, when you quiet that inner voice that's saying like, this isn't the road for you, but you're like, no, it is. Look at all, look at all the, look at everyone. They're doing great. This is the road they took. When we do that and then things, times get hard because times always ebb and flow and get hard. That is when, that is when things get rough because it's like, you can, you can muscle it out when things are good. It's when things get hard and it's like, I don't really want the responsibility of these people. Now, now they're asking me about their unemployment checks. Now they're, I mean, the, the idea that, you know, that, that sweets are a stepping stone is something that I want to just address because literally like the last two Mondays in my salon, which is a small rental salon, I've had to meet a plumber out there. I've ha- I'm having to meet uh, um, someone for the washer dryer. It's not it's not a turnkey operation in comparison to a suite. So it's like there's all different steps. There's all different roads we take. I am not handy at all. So I have to wrap my head around. Okay, this is the business I'm going to have. I'm going to have to have people that I can call on. I'm going to probably spend a little more than some people because I do not have the ability to even figure out how to turn uh, a, you know, just like a power cord. I don't know, whatever. I can't even tell you about it. But anyway, I think that if you're someone who has been given the programming or the, the idea that like being in a suite is like, you're, you're getting ripped off. I'm, I'm here to tell you you're not because, you know, when it comes to the maintenance and the, the issues that will arise, that are not your responsibility, you are going to pay a slight premium for that. So I feel like you, you won't, you can be really happy and really successful and really like a whole human being and not, not need to make it bigger. If it's in your heart, oh my God, I love working with stylists and having friends and seeing their businesses expand in that way. I, I think it's it's a beautiful thing, but it's not for everyone. And I think that gone are the days of this is the path we all must take. So I just wanted to share that with you. I have uh, two renters and I, I love having them and I don't have aspirations of having a big rental salon. In the past, with my patterns and my mind of just like more is more, um, and that's why I say this saying a lot, fewer, but better, fewer interactions, fewer clients, but better experiences, better connections. I've gotten really aware of how I show up and how I get excited and how I can overextend myself. And I have to kind of always come back to the middle and say, okay, but you want to have a family and you want to help hairstylists and you want, and so it just, it's, it's knowing yourself and knowing what's going to set you on fire and knowing like 
what is the right thing for you? And I think that we have to slow down enough to figure that out. But I think being small can be so exciting. And um, I'm just super fired up about it. I mean, I know this probably could have been over like a couple minutes ago, but I just I don't want it to be. Thank you for tuning in. And I appreciate you listening. Have a, have a wave making day. <laughs>